Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, good morning, everyone. Zaslow Show 2.0 here. It is a Wednesday morning, the second morning of November. Good to have you aboard, however you're listening to this show We're available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google, wherever you're listening to this show. We love you a long time, and of course, we're uploading all kinds of stuff on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show. Got a big show today. This is a big news reaction show. That's right. Zaslow Show 2.0 presented by Anna Jarn Levine Accident Attorneys. You got a personal injury, any kind of an accident, slip and fall, car accident, motorcycle, truck. You don't have to be dealing with all the extra stuff. 
Let my friends, I send my friends and my family to Anna Jar and Levine. Let my friends Anna Jar and Levine help you out there. 800 747 free. That's 800 747 F R E E. So, a lot happening here. We got Dolphins we got to get to. The Dolphins were the big winners yesterday. The Dolphins were the big winners yesterday in the NFL trade deadline. Usually the trade deadline is a major dud. Nope, not yesterday. F them picks. You got the Heat last night. I told you our guys were going to get back on track last night. Sometimes you need that. You need a really... Now, I understand that the Warriors are now 3-5, and five, same record as the Heat after that loss. But still, it's the Warriors. It's the defending champs. And it's a game you had to grind out. You had to come from behind down 10 in the third quarter. And the Heat outscore the Warriors in the fourth period 30-15. to 15. That's what I'm talking about. You think I need 2-6? and six? In my life, they're back at it tonight. You got the second night of a back-to-back home-and-home. You got the Sacramento Kings tonight. Looking for a little bit of revenge. Got the revenge on the Warriors last night after losing last week. Now they're looking to get the revenge on the Kings tonight after losing last week. No De'Aaron Fox. He got hurt a couple of nights ago. So we'll do plenty of heat. The Dolphins are the major story. NBA. uh, Look, the TNT crew. Shaq. I love Shaq so much. You know I'm a big Shaq guy. I love Shaq. NBA on TNT crew. Shaq. Barkley, uh, they went after Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. Steve Nash was fired a little bit after our show yesterday. So obviously we got to get into that. So we got a lot going on here today. I do want to start out by saying for those of you guys who were listening to uh, the Twitter spaces yesterday, if you saw me on the Twitter spaces yesterday, that was the first time I've ever done that. So yesterday afternoon, you, you know, and, and I, I talked to my girl Hollywood Joy Taylor all the time. All right. Love that girl. She's the best. And Joy sends me a message. Uh, I don't know. She's in the middle of like a production meeting, you know, for her show. So this is around like 3.30-ish, hour time, because she's on the air at 4.30 FS1. And she sends me a message, you know, she, she's listening to some of the shows. She, she's, she's happy for me, and uh, which is really great. I, I love her. And she says, you should go on Twitter spaces right now and react See, this is the kind of stuff that I'm learning because I've, I've been behind the eight ball when it comes to, it, it, I don't want to say technology, although th- it, that is true, but when it comes to all the social media and how to use it, that's what I've really been learning over the last month since uh, I'm not on the radio anymore and, and I'm now in the digital space. I've, I've been learning all of that stuff. And so, so Joy says, you should go on Twitter spaces right now. And you can react to everything that's going on. Uh, this is chaos. NFL trade deadline chaos. Which, by the way, the Dolphins won. So, Zaz, you should get on that. And 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 so she's sending me messages and screenshots because like, I don't know how to do it. I've never done Twitter space. I did The only time I've ever done Twitter spaces, I was invited by her to go on with her. That's, that's the only... Like, I, I clicked on something and... She invited me, and boom, all of a sudden, I'm talking into my phone, and it's on Twitter. That's my only experience with it. So she kind of explained to me how, in the middle of her meeting, it was really nice of her, and she's texting me screen grabs and, and how to do it. So finally, I figured it out, and I go on at 4 o'clock. So this Twitter spaces, which was my first time really doing it, it's, it's essentially, it's like doing a radio show, and, and I say radio show because it's like doing a radio show on Twitter and it's like a radio show because you could take callers. So the people who are listening, they could request, you know, call in 
to your Twitter Spaces show and you click on them just like I used to, you know, I click on the button to pull up the phone pod in the studio and all of a sudden I got a caller. And so, so I did Twitter space yesterday and Joy came on with me a couple minutes in, you know, and, and she brings obviously a lot of followers worth her. So I'm, I'm, I was really thankful for that because maybe there's some people who were discovering me, her, her former partner for the first time. And, and so I had a lot of people on the Twitter spaces yesterday. We took a few callers and, and I, I, that could be a fun thing to do every now and then. After I record my show in the morning, like right now, and there's some kind of breaking news in the afternoon or in the evening, you do a Twitter Spaces, uh, because obviously I got a lot more followers on Twitter than I do on Instagram. I was very late to the Instagram game. And so, yeah, so I, I appreciate Joy and, and everyone else who was uh, listening, I guess. Yeah, listening on the Twitter Spaces. Yes, yeah, that was new. So that's something that we, we could wind up doing moving on in the future. But uh, I, yeah, I just want to shout out again to, to Joy Taylor. I'm really appreciative. And she's been really great and supportive, uh, you know, over the last few weeks. Anyway, so that was yesterday. It was a big news day. The Dolphins, and I said to Joy, I go, you know, right before I let her go, because she was on with me for like 10 minutes. And I said, and by the way, for folks who are asking, you know, or, or wondering, thinking, Zaslow, you, you used to get great guests on the Zaslow show. I'm very connected. And... Are you are you still gonna have guests doing Zazzle Show 2.0? The answer is yes. Yes, I, I wanna I wanna get my footing. I wanna get comfortable here, doing what I'm doing, and and soon soon we'll have guests. I'll obviously be you know doing the guests via Zoom, so that'll be super easy. All the guests that we do will be posted onto the YouTube channel at uh, YouTube.com/slash Zazzle Show. Everything will be posted there on the YouTube channel, and I will also mix it in, obviously, to Zaslow Show 2.0. So, yes, we will be having guests. Who's going to be your first guest? I don't know. You know, I, I can't predict the future. We'll see. I'm trying to get through this week. I'm trying to get through today's show, all right? So, you know, hang with me. We'll, we'll start integrating. We'll start mixing in some people. You know what I'm talking about. And also, if you missed the announcement yesterday, this Saturday, the debut, you've been asking for a wrestling podcast you're going to get a wrestling podcast this Saturday, the debut of It's Still Real to Me. That's the Zaslow Show 2.0 wrestling podcast. It's Still Real to Me debuts this Saturday. Normally, it's going to be a Saturday morning thing. We recap the week's events, all the big news and stories in pro wrestling. This Saturday, the debut is actually going to drop like late afternoon, early evening-ish because WWE Crown Jewel from Saudi Arabia is this Saturday, noon hour time. So that show will end around 3, 3.30-ish. And then we're going to get to tape in the show, and then we'll post it. So sometime late afternoon, very early evening, we will have the debut under the Zaslow Show 2.0 umbrella. So if you're already a subscriber to the show, I love you long time, and you're not going to have to do anything other than, you know, check the feed, and boom, it's going to be there under the show. So it's still real to me, debuts this Saturday, immediately following WWE Crown Jewel. I'm very excited about that. I'm also excited. I'm going to CCW this Saturday night, Bash at the Brew in Hialeah. Uh, that's Coastal Championship Wrestling. Yet for the wrestling fan, that's Gangrel's gym that he runs out of Pompano Beach, and they do shows at this bar in, in Hialeah. So I'll be going to Bash at the Brew this Saturday night. I'm really excited about that. I've never been to an indie wrestling show. I think it's going to be wild. And it's at a brewery. So come on. Yeah, it's it's like it's a high school gym. Right? It, it's at a brewery. I think it's going to be wild. So I'm excited for that. I'll be there this Saturday night. All right. Anyway, let's get down to it. So 
what a huge day for the Dolphins yesterday. Now, yesterday on the show, we spent a bit of time talking about, hey, the Dolphins, you're in this thing. It's been forever since you felt like you were in this thing. You know, the last few times that the team made the playoffs, the last time they made the playoffs, what are we talking? Was it four years ago, four or five years ago with Adam Gase? You had Matt Moore starting the game, got your ass kicked by the Steelers. You weren't in it, all right? They weren't a contender. The last time they made the playoffs before that uh, was, was it all the way back to 08? Was it, was it Pennington? They had to have made it one year in between there. I may not be remembering that properly. Although, after Sperano, you had Philbin. Philbin never made the playoffs. Then you had Gase. You made the playoffs one time. Flores didn't make the playoffs. And now... And, and now you got McDaniel. So maybe the last time, wow, the Dolphins only had two playoff appearances in the last 14 years. Am I missing one? So 2008, I think it was, Pennington. And yeah, that year, it was a fluky year. Remember the Dolphins were the best plus minus team like ever. They were never turning the ball over, getting creating lots of turnovers. Wildcat got their ass kicked in the first round uh, at home by Baltimore. So... This Dolphin team has not been, they haven't been in it in like in at least 20 years. Because you could say, hey, those Ricky Williams teams were really fun. They never made the play. The, you know, I'm talking about the first two years with Ricky Williams when he led the league in rushing and he was just a monster. They, they, they didn't even make the playoffs. Like you, you feel like they were good, but they never, even made the, they never even made the playoffs. So you're going back late 90s. I mean, you know, or I guess 2000. Fiedler, the Lamar, the Lamar Smith game, that which was the last time the Dolphins made, uh, last time the Dolphins have won a playoff game. By the way, so it's two thousand against the Colts, Lamar Smith game. The, the Dolphins haven't been in it in like a quarter century. It's been like twenty five years. And yesterday was the Miami Dolphins. Was the Miami Dolphins front office telling you? Telling the Dolphin fan, for sure. And telling the rest of the league, we're going for it. Yesterday was a great day for the Dolphin fan. The Miami Dolphins told everyone they're going for it. And I've been hard on Chris Greer. I got to give it up for Chris Greer. This team... Now look, the team needs to win. And... You could be a really lousy GM, which I felt like he was for a long period of time. And then you could turn it around. I mean, if you want to say Tua stunk his first couple years, you're not necessarily wrong. And now you could say he's turned it around. You can be bad. And then you can be good. And I could be super critical of Chris Greer. Be right. And then also acknowledge now that Chris Greer, over the last, you know, what are we talking, year plus, has done a pretty tremendous job. I, it, look, I'm a big phony if I can't come around and admit that. If I can't say, yeah, I think Chris Greer was terrible, and now I think he's doing a tremendous job, I'm a big phony. Uh, you know, I, I got to man up a little bit. I got to admit it. Chris Greer needs to win, but it would appear... It would appear that the narrative is beginning to change. The team needs to win, but it would appear that the narrative 
is on its way to changing with Chris Greer. And it would also appear that the rebuild, starting with Tank Fatua, right? Starting that year 0-7, Brian Flores' first season. It would appear that the rebuild, starting with Tank Fatua, has worked. Yeah. Now, ultimately, you got to win. But if three years ago, we were doing Tank for Tua, four years ago, we were doing Tank for Tua, and now, in 2022, we're talking about the Dolphins are going for it, then the rebuild worked. There's, there's no other way to summarize it. Four years ago, Tank for Tua, started 0-7, and now, mid-season, They're making trades for Bradley Chubb, an elite pass-rushing linebacker. They're giving up a first-round pick for FM picks. And they're telling everybody, we are in this thing, and we are going for it. That means the rebuild worked. That means it worked. Yesterday was a great day for the Dolphins. I'm so happy for the Dolphins. I'm happy for myself. I'm a Dolphin fan. I'm included there. I'm happy for myself. But I'm really happy for the Dolphin fam. Dolphin fan deserves it. And, and you know what? Stephen Ross is back off suspension, by the way. Was it last week, two weeks ago, the suspension was lifted? Say what you want about Stephen Ross. And I've always thought, look, he, he's kind of bumbling, you know? Like, uh, and he could be a little bit dangerous because he's into his 80s, and he, he's not necessarily going to care about the long-term ramifications about something that happens with the team. He cares about short-term. He doesn't know how many years he's got left. I'm not trying to kill Stephen Ross, but... He doesn't know how many years he's got left. So that could be a little bit dangerous where you want to do things for now that aren't necessarily in the best interest of the team's future where, you know, you may not be around. So he could be a little bit dangerous in that regard. But say whatever you want about Stephen Ross. He is always going to spend. He wants to win. And obviously, they are going to give Bradley Chubb a new contract. He's on the last year of his rookie deal. You don't trade a first-round pick. Oh, but the Rams, they trade for Von Miller, then they let him walk. Von Miller, a lot older than Bradley Chubb. And Von Miller, they gave up, what, a second and a fourth for him? Dolphins just gave up a first-round pick. And a fourth, I think, the following year. And Chase Edmonds to make money work. And then acquire Jeff Wilson. We'll, we'll get to that. But you don't make that deal if you're the Dolphins. Oh, you know, it's, it's, you give up a first-round pick, he's going to walk next year. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he is not. You don't make that trade without definitely committing to extending him. Dolphins are in this thing. And let's circle back to that in a second. How about this? The first thing I thought about yesterday when they made this trade. Three first round picks you got in the Trey Lance deal. You know what? Let's let's even back it up. You can back it up a little bit. Let's back it up a little bit. Laramie Tunsil. So Laramie Tunsil, what, whatever day that, that draft was, that was five years ago, whatever it was. Laramie Tunsil is going to be one of the top picks in the draft. Remember, Mike Tannenbaum, Chris Greer was still there, but Mike Tannenbaum was running the show for the Dolphins. Uh, it's Tannenbaum. You know, by the way, where's Tannenbaum? Tannenbaum's got no problem going on television and yelling about Justin Herbert this, Justin Herbert that. He's the president of the Justin Herbert fan club. He doesn't like Tua. Look at you now. Look at you now. 
Where's where's Mike Tannenbaum? Hey, T- Tannenbaum, can you get on television and talk a little bit about Tua? And talk a little bit about how, hey, this is a real conversation to have now, whether or not Tua is definitely better than Justin Herbert. That's all nice and cute that Justin Herbert had the good first two years. How about now? How about now? How about winning football games? How about what's most important? How about now? How about Tua 5-0 and this year in games he starts and finishes? I think he's like 11-1 in, in, in his last 12 games in games that he starts and finishes. Tannebaum, look at you now. All right, anyway. Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil is about to be one of the top picks in the draft. And like right before whoever it is is on the clock, right, right before the draft starts, all of a sudden for the world to see, you got Laramie Tunsil in the gas mask. Laramie Tunsil, bong hits, gas mask, collision course. Now some of you are saying to yourself, Zaslow, you, you, you know what that gas mask is about? No, I don't. I may have done some things. I, I have no experience with the gas mask. All right. Laramie Tunsil, gas mask. Everyone sees it. Drops, 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 drops. Do- I think the 12th pick, Dolphins? Tannenbaum's like, F it. We're taking Tunsil. Who cares? I mean, seriously, who cares? Who cares? Laramie Tunsil, gas mask. You going to play for us? Okay. Who knew? That Laramie Tunsil wearing the t- taking bong hits with the gas mask would lead to this. So the Dolphins eventually trade Laramie Tunsil you know, a couple years later. And one of those first, they got like three first round picks, right? Well, one of those first round picks they got from Houston ended up being the number three overall pick in the draft. They trade that pick to the 49ers. So Laramie Tunsil, one of those, I think it was three picks, two or three, whatever it was. Laramie Tunsil would lead to the Dolphins trading that Houston pick, number three overall, for three first-round picks. Those first-round picks were moving down to number 12. A first-round pick this past draft and another first-round pick next year. Okay? And with those three picks, last year, the Dolphins used one of those first-round picks to move up to six to get Jalen Waddle. The next year, this past April, they used one of those picks to trade for Tyreek Hill. And now, they traded the last pick. Unfortunately, the Dolphins don't have their own pick next year because Stephen Ross. The Dolphins traded the final first-round pick, 2023, from the 49ers, which... By the way, you were hoping with Trey Lance that the 49ers were going to stink this year and now it's going to be a very high pick for the Dolphins. They're 4-4 four and four right now and they just traded for McCaffrey. Garoppolo's a very competent quarterback. That's going to be, at best, a middling first-round pick. And the Dolphins traded that pick for Bradley Chubb, an elite pass-rushing linebacker. So, the Laramie Tunsil trade. One of those first-round picks. They had others. One of those first-round picks from Laramie Tunsil, which they only have because of a gas mask, turned into Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb. It's a grand slam. That's, a, that, that's what you call a grand slam.
And I can talk all I want about Chris Greer and those three first-round picks. You, you know, uh, Tonga Vailoa, Austin Jackson, Noah Igbenogany, which, by the way, two was clearly a franchise quarterback. But I could sit here and say, oh, you know, you had three first-round picks and maybe you have a quarterback and you had nothing else with the other two. Austin Jackson might return this week. Igbenogany, I mean, look, I love what he did against Pittsburgh, but made one play three years. Anyway. I could be critical of Chris Greer. I could say he did a terrible job at the start of this rebuild. And then I could also come around and not be a phony. Because I feel like a lot... We talked about this a couple days ago with Dolphin fans, where Dolphin fans, if they two a stinks, they hope that they're going to be wrong. And they are wrong now. They hope they were going to be wrong. They think he stinks. But they would like to be wrong. And now they are wrong. So they're happy about that. I would want nothing more than to be wrong about Chris Greer. Thought he stinks. A couple years ago, felt real good about that. Now, it's looking quite different. And I'm glad. I'm glad I'm wrong about that. Because Chris Greer, with those three first-round picks that they got, it all goes back to a gas mask. Taking bong hits out of a gas mask. And three first-round picks in that Trey Lance deal. Which, by the way, I mean, think about that. Trey Lance may not amount to anything. And with those three first-round picks, the Dolphins turned it into Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb. That is a grand slam that Chris Greer hit. Excellent job. Excellent job. Love it. Dolphin fan deserves it. Feel really good for the Dolphin fan. Really happy for the Dolphin fan. Here's the next thing. And this is also important. What's just as important as everything I just said with those trades... These moves show you are all in on Tua. What I mean by that is, oh, Zazzle, of course they're all in on Tua. The fact that they kept them this year, they're all in. No, no, no. Here's what I mean. You had that first round pick, and it was especially the case before you had your own pick next year stripped because of the Stephen Ross-Tom Brady thing. You have that first round pick next year just in case. You got two of the help this year with Tyreek Hill. You got that first-round pick next year. At one point, you thought you had two. If it doesn't work out with Tua, this is the last stand. We go, we go learn about Tua. And if you need to use those first-round picks for on a quarterback, you're going to do that. Dolphins now have no first-round pick ne- picks next year, and they are comfortable with that because they know they have a franchise quarterback. That's, if you didn't know it already, that's what yesterday also told you. The Dolphins... No, they have a first-round pick. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> the Dolphins, know they have a franchise quarterback. That's what yesterday also told you. They totally believe in him, and they are going for it now. Oh, man, it's exciting. And, and here's, here's another thing that's important. Going for it right now, see, this happened with the Seahawks. When the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, You know, what was it? Russell Wilson's like third year, second year, third year. They won the Super Bowl 40 to 8, right? Over Peyton Manning's Broncos. They had the Legion of Boom, Marshawn Lynch. Russell Wilson wasn't making any money. If you are a good team, good to great team, and you have a young quarterback, a young franchise quarterback, the window is small, but you need to Go for it during that small window. Because it's before the quarterback's making any money. The Seahawks 
had those years. I'm just using them as the example. The Seahawks had a franchise quarterback in Russell Wilson who was outperforming his rookie scale contract by a million miles. That affords you a window to win. You can have all the other players making all the money. What's the quarterback need to start getting paid? See, this is why I wasn't all in on giving Dak Prescott the money. I think you win with Dak Prescott, absolutely. But can you win with Dak Prescott when he's taken up such a huge chunk of the salary cap and you can't necessarily keep all the other good players? I don't believe you can. I don't believe he can carry the franchise. Russell Wilson, they won the Super Bowl when he was the franchise quarterback, far outperforming his contract, and you could spend the money elsewhere. So that brings us back to Tua. And here's why it's so important for the Dolphins to use this window of opportunity right now. Tua's got two more years, including this year, under his rookie-scale contract. He is clearly outperforming his contract by a million miles right now. Hey, by the way, you want to have a conversation about whether or not two is an elite quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Go look at the numbers. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But he's he's outperforming his rookie-scale contract by a million miles. That gives the Dolphins this small window right now where they can go for it. Because they could spend money in other places. Guys like Tyreek Hill. Guys like... Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard. They could spend money in other places. Teron Armstead. So if you have a franchise quarterback, who you could win with, that's what a franchise quarterback is. If you have a franchise quarterback and he is outperforming his contract, he's only taken up a very small piece of your salary cap, the time to go for it is now. And that's exactly what the Dolphins are doing. This is a great opportunity for them to go all in because Tua doesn't make the massive money yet. Once Tua makes the massive money, things are going to change. Things are going to change in a big way really quick. Can't keep everyone at that point. Can you carry, you know, there are guys like Mahomes, guys like Aaron Rodgers. Those guys can carry a franchise. They're taking up a huge chunk. Now, Rodgers not anymore maybe, but you understand what I'm saying. They could take up a massive chunk of the salary cap and still carry a franchise, still take it to a Super Bowl, still win a Super Bowl. Brady. Can Tua do that eventually? I don't know. But right now, this year and next year, you got a couple years, you got a little window, you got a small window where he is not making the money. He is seriously outperforming the value of his contract. And that's when you need to take a shot at going for a Super Bowl. And that's exactly what the Dolphins are doing right now. So ultimately, you got to get up Chris Greer. Narrative is going to change. Narrative is a changing. They got to win, all right? But at this point, four years ago, we're tanking for Tua. The team's 0-7. And now in the middle of this season, they're going for it. And Joy's show, FS1 Speak, they're leading off the show with are the Dolphins on the level of the Bills and Chiefs. Now, uh, you know, we could have that debate. We could save that debate for another day. I don't know. But when we're having that conversation, when the Dolphins are going for it, when they're clearly in the mix, then the rebuild worked. 
I mean, you could say the rebuild worked when you found a quarterback. So, the rebuild worked. It's good times for Dolphins fans. Good times, not hard times. Not hard times, daddies. Good times. So this weekend, Dolphins, of course, they are at Chicago. The Dolphins are a five-point favorite, I would imagine. Bradley Chubb, Jeff Wilson, they'll be available. I think they got into South Florida in the middle of the night. Physicals this morning. They'll get in a couple days of practice. I would expect them to play this weekend. So, really exciting times for the Dolphins. Uh, let's get to the Heat. I, I, I do want to mention one thing uh, real quick. Yesterday was the uh, uh, Radio Hall of Fame. And... My guy, Chris Russo, who I'm looking at right now on my television screen right here in front of me. I got first take on. You got Stephen A. Smith, and he's talking with Jay Williams and J.J. Redick. I don't like J.J. Redick. And, and, and Chris Russo. And if you know anything about me, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio. You know it's my favorite channel. I listen all day long to those guys. Uh, Morning Men especially. All right, that's my favorite show. But Christopher Mad Dog Russo, my all-time favorite sports radio host, is a legend, is a pioneer, and deservedly so, well past due date. Inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame yesterday. So, huge congrats to Christopher Russo. That's my guy. I've met him a few times, and he, he, number one, couldn't be nicer. And number two, the guy you see on TV... That's the guy you get. Or the guy you hear on the radio, that's the guy you get. That's him. It's not an act. So that is, uh, that is my guy. He's a major influence on me. I'm really happy for him. So big time congratulations there. And so, so far beyond deserved. Uh, maybe the all-time greatest. But certainly an all-time great in the sports radio world. Excellent job out of Christopher Mad Dog Russo. All right. Panthers last night. Real quick before we get to the heat. Panthers last night lose... 3-1 at Arizona. That's, that's a bad loss. None of these teams that they're playing on this trip, you want to get off to a great start. None of these teams that are playing on this trip are, are, are off to good starts. L.A., San Jose, and Anaheim are, are the next three games. They resume tomorrow night but in San Jose. But last night they lose. You're staying up late night with the Cats. I was tired. I'm staying up. They lose 3-1. It was 1-1. Panthers scored first. Colin White gets his first goal. Uh, sorry, third goal of the season. It's 1-1 going into the third. And like midway through, nine, ten minutes left in the game, Coyotes go ahead. They get an empty net goal with about a minute left, and the Panthers lose 3-1. So super disappointing start to the road trip. Not a great start to see it. They're 500. They're 5-4-1. They're a 500 team right now. Ekblad, though, could be returning soon. Maybe another few games. I'm hoping. Uh, be nice if Alexander Barkov can, can score a little bit. I know he has first goal of the season. Finally, game number nine, I was there. Uh, over the weekend, I was there for that. I, I can't go to every game, all right? So you better score some goals and I'm not there. And the Heat last night, they proved as well, I don't need to go to every game. You know, I, I'm a two-time champion broadcaster. We had really good times these last 12 years that I'm in the building every night. I've, I've only been in the building one time before last night. The Heat won that game. So I'm glad the Heat also proved last night, I can't go to every game, all right? They could win without me. The Heat win last night. The Heat beat the Golden State Warriors in a, a terrific game. You're hoping that's a get-right game for the Heat. And I told you yesterday going into the game, I felt the Heat were going to win. I, I, I know my team. I know my team. You know, I felt like they were going to have a good response in Portland at the start of the road trip. They won that game. I knew Sacramento was going to be trouble. They lost that game. And I felt really good going into yesterday. 
Now, you got to point out that the Warriors are struggling. They've not won a road game yet. They're 3-5 and five also now, just like the Heat. And, and their defense is not quite up to snuff. Klay Thompson's off to a rough start to the season. I also mentioned yesterday, Steph Curry. Uh, you know, you love Steph Curry. He, he's such a throw to watch. But he, he is one of those guys, he is so annoying to play against. Because it seems like what you're playing against is unfair. It's unfair. The 30-foot threes pulling up from 35. Uh, he's impossible. It's not fair. So you love watching him. Really frustrating to watch your team play against him. But last night, all right, so a couple things from last night's game. Last night, you hope it was a get-right game. Tonight, by the way, got Sacramento looking for a little bit of revenge, all right? Sacramento tonight, 7.30 FTX Arena. No De'Aaron Fox. He got hurt a couple of games ago. Uh, Tyler Hero last night. Tyler Hero gets poked in the eye. What was it, like late second quarter, mid-second quarter? Did not return. I would assume he's going to be fine for tonight. I don't know. But one of the stories from the game last night, Tyler Hero, look, Tyler Hero's playing great so far this year. Forget about the defensive part, that is what it is. Tyler Hero's been playing great so far this year. Scoring, the points, uh, uh, shots per game, by far leads the team in shots per game. Here's the thing. The Heat, the Heat have been a good offensive team the last couple years, due in large part to a couple of things. Number one, the three-point shooting. Number two, how does the three-point shooting come around? Ball movement. They are an excellent, or have been, an excellent ball movement team. And Tyler Hero, he's now in a starting role. He's taking a lot of shots. Look, he's their best, Tyler's their best offensive player. Jimmy's their best closer. You saw that last night. You want the ball in Jimmy's hands every time in a close game in the fourth quarter. But Tyler Hero's their best offensive player. But the ball will stick a little bit with Tyler so far this year. And the Heat offense really found its way in the second half last night when Tyler was out. Now, I'm not doing hashtag better without Tyler. That's not true. Tyler's been great the last couple years. Team's done a lot of winning. But I do think there's an adjustment to be made where, it, it look, Tyler, should he be taking all uh, most of the shots? Yeah, I'm fine with that. He's their best offensive player. But he and the, and the team also need to be cognizant of this team is at its best offensively when the ball is moving. And the ball, move, the ball moved a lot better in the second half last night than maybe we've seen all year. It's true. So, I'm not doing hashtag better without Tyler. I love him. That's my dog. But we do need to realize this team is at their best offensively when the ball is moving. And obviously in the fourth quarter when the ball's in Jimmy Butler's hands. What a big shot from Jimmy last night. You know, last night the Heat... Okay, so there were huge plays yesterday. First of all, shout out Max Struess, Duncan Robinson. The Heat started slow. It looked like the Warriors' defense was shutting us down. And then he had Struess, Robinson, both off the bench, picking you up. Great job. Struess has been fantastic. Look, is Max Struess going to be talked about for, for sixth man of the year? Go look at his numbers. Right, right now, Max Struess. Is there a better sixth man in the league right now than Max Struess? Good job out of him. But Duncan stepping up last night because, and I told you, I'm going to stop mentioning him, but Victor Oladipo. Well, yeah. So good job by Duncan Robinson. But the huge, the huge moment came last night in the fourth quarter. 
there were a couple huge moments, all right? First of all, the Heat started the fourth quarter down by eight. Great start to the period. Lowry, Lowry had a good second half last night. You can't count him to have a good whole game because he was non-existent in the first half. That's his move. He had a good second half. On both sides of the floor, by the way. Huge start to the fourth period down by eight. Back-to-back threes. Kyle Lowry, Max Schroes, you're back in it. Looked like the game was about to run away from you. Now you're down by two. Now we're in the game. You had a huge three from Duncan Robinson. Ties the game. And this came after the Warriors. I think it tied it at 100. This came after the Warriors. It's 197 Golden State. The Warriors have the two-on-one fast break. You had a really weird fast break from the Warriors, which resulted in Klay Thompson missing a layup just off the backboard. Didn't even hit the rim. And then we're going back the other way. And Duncan Robinson in transition. Beautiful. Beautiful stepping into that three-pointer. And that ties the game. It was part of a 10-0 heat run where they took a two-point lead. It was either 102-100 or 104-102. So that was a huge sequence. It should have been a five-point lead for Golden State. They botched the fast break. Robinson three-pointer, tie game. Boom. Next big play of the game. There's a minute 39 left. All right. It is a two-point... No, it's a three-point game. The Heat are up by three. There's a minute 39 left in the game. Jimmy Butler called for a foul on Steph Curry's three-point attempt. Now, Jimmy, Jimmy never complains. It's one of the things I love about him. He's, he's very even-keeled. He never complains. And after they call that foul, Jimmy was, whoa, I got ball. You can read his lips. I got ball. Whoa. And Spo even said, like, Spo was looking at the bench, you, you know, trying to get a replay. He was looking upstairs, the Jumbotron trying to get a replay. And he even said... He, he decided to, he took a chance, took a shot at, uh, he just took a shot in the dark. And you see the replay, so he challenged. And this is a tough challenge to win, all right? But then you see the replay, and it looks like Butler got a finger on the ball. He definitely slapped, slapped Curry's hand, you know, and, and the referee Bill Kennedy said high five, you know? He definitely slapped Curry's hand, but that's okay if he got a finger on the ball. And it definitely looked like you got a finger on the ball. And you come back from the challenge, and the Heat win the challenge. Huge, huge challenge. Great call by Spo. Big balls. Big ball, Spo. The Heat win that challenge, up by three, a minute 39 left. But they almost blew it there, because you had the next two possessions, two chances, come up with poor shots. One of them barely beating the shot clock. It was Gabe Vincent from the corner, not even close. And the next one barely beating the shot clock. I think it was Vincent again, or it was Lowry on the drive. So two great opportunities after two more stops, up by three, making a two-possession game, couldn't come through. And finally, it's still a uh, three-point game. Jimmy comes through, pump fake, lean-in jumper from 16 feet, boom. Nine seconds left, heat up by five, ball game, good guys win. That was a good win last night. So a couple of the takeaways. You're hoping that that is a, that's a bit of a catalyst, a bit of a jumping off point. The coach said, we're close. We're getting there. Maybe last night showed you that. You win tonight. Friday's at Indiana. You get a couple wins there. Boom. What do you know? You're at 500. Let's start over 10 games into the season. So there you have it. And also, you just, you got to be aware that Tyler Hero, mate, you got to make sure the ball doesn't stick. Especially if he's going to be playing with the starting unit, so when he's on the floor with Bam, when he's on the floor with Jimmy, you got to make sure the ball's not sticking. 
This team has been so good offensively because of ball movement. One of the best passing teams, one of the best ball movement teams in the entire league. It leads to open three-point shots, and that's what you saw last night with Struess and with Robinson. Gabe Vincent, so you just you got to be aware of that. Real good win for the Heat last night. I was very happy with that. Excellent job out of them. All right. Hey, if you're just tuning in now, although I don't think that's really something that I could say anymore. I guess what I mean is, if you're just tuning in now, like, this is your first episode of Zaslow Show 2.0, we're presented title sponsor from day one. We are presented by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. I send my friends, my family to them. I got them on my speed dial. God forbid an accident happens. You got to call them to make sure you're doing the right thing from here on out so you get taken care of, so you get compensated, so you don't have to worry about the things that we don't want to worry about, all right? 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. Those are my guys, and I'm super grateful and humbled. From day one, they're the title sponsor. Zazzle Show 2.0 presented by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. So, we've hit on the Dolphins. Dolphins, huge day yesterday. Big winners, the trade deadline. Panthers lost last night. Trade deadline was bananas yesterday. It was trade deadline chaos. Yet, you had big names on the move. It was the best NFL trade deadline ever. NFL trade deadline is usually a, a big dud. You had TJ Hawkinson go to Minnesota. What does that mean? Hey, wow, they, they traded him in division. You know what that means? That means Detroit is not close. If your team is not close, and we know they're not close, but if your team is not close, oh, how could you trade him in division? If your team is not close, you got to get the best deal possible. Doesn't matter where you trade him. Doesn't matter you trade him in division. And I would say Dan Campbell's done after this year. He'll be two and done. Uh, it, look, he's... Dan Campbell, give me a break. So, Hawkinson goes to Minnesota. Calvin Ridley, he can't play this year because he bets on games. Calvin Ridley, he's going to Jacksonville. Uh, that shows you that the Falcons... Now, he wasn't going to be on the team this year. Why wouldn't you keep a... He's their best receiver. Why wouldn't you keep a really good receiver for next year? I think they're probably in the same spot, even though they're 4-4 four and four and they lead the division, bad division, NFC South. Panthers, Bucks, Saints, give me a break. I think what Atlanta's telling you there is, we're not falling for it. We're not close. We can get something for Calvin Ridley, He's, who's technically not even on the team right now. Let's do it. Chase Claypool, Claypool goes to Chicago. I thought that was a weird trade. You understand it from Pittsburgh's perspective, but Chicago... I, I mean, they're, I guess they're, they're getting Justin Fields' help, but I, I just don't feel like Chicago's anywhere close to anything. So I, I thought the Claypool trade was kind of kind of strange. And Naheem Hines goes to Buffalo. You know, the Bills, they were in on Christian McCaffrey. They needed a running back. They settled on Naheem Hines. So those were some of the bigger names. Also, you can't forget Roquan Smith was traded from Chicago a few days ago to Baltimore. That was, I mean, that's a huge trade, just like Bradley Chubb. But yesterday, big winner, Bradley Chubb, Jeff Wilson. I thought after they made the Bradley Chubb trade, and I even tweeted out, all right, Miles Gaskin, I like it. You know, because Chase Edmonds clearly fell out of favor. Can't catch ter- for a pass catching back. Can you catch the ball? Can you catch the ball? So he clearly fell out of favor. And I think they also need to make the numbers work salary cap-wise. So Chase Edmonds goes to Denver. But I like to idea. all right, Miles Gaskin will get a chance. I'm not talking about as, as an actual runner, but a pass catching back. And, and I even wrote on the tweet, for now. And then right after they traded for Jeff Wilson. So Jeff Wilson, who's, you know, He's a starting caliber running back. You know, for the most part, backup, but starting caliber running back. And that's a good addition, especially because it's someone who knows the system. It's someone who knows Mike McDaniel. Obviously, they're very comfortable with each other. So just an excellent job yesterday by the Dolphins. Super exciting for for the Dolphin fam. All right, let's... Oh, 
So a couple things I got to hit on as well before we get to big deal or not a big deal. You know, we, we end every show with big deal, not a big deal. A couple more things I got to get to here. We got to talk about the NBA. So, and it's on my television right now. How much blame do Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving deserve? So, not long after my show yesterday, Zazzle Show 2.0, everywhere you get your podcast, download, subscribe, like, rate, I'll let you a long time. Steve Nash is fired. Not surprising. You know, Steve Nash was also quite, I think Sean Marks in his press conference said that Steve Nash told him the guys just aren't responding. They're not listening to me. They're not responding. I said this going into the season. When Kevin Durant demands for Steve Nash to be fired, there is no way Steve Nash can survive because you don't think there's going to be a point. And it only took seven games. And, And by the way, Terrible loss last night for the Nets. Fourth quarter, they were up big, and they wind up losing uh, to Chicago. Terrible game. And Kyrie Irving, uh, listen, Kyrie Irving doesn't want to promote, doesn't want to promote the films, uh, anti-Semitic films. Shouldn't promote his game last night either. Uh, He was non-existent. Anyway, I said this before the season started. There's going to be a time in the season where things aren't going well for the Nets. And they're going to be all, all the other guys in the team. Not Kevin Durant. We already know he wants Steve Nash fired. And the other guys are going to say, ah, you know what? I don't care what coach says. You know, things aren't going well right now. It's his fault. Our best player wants him fired. Why should I listen to him? That's exactly what happened. Team wasn't responding. Steve Nash said the team wasn't responding to me anymore. They weren't listening to me. You know, I, I can't do anything about it. Need a new voice. Need someone else in here. Because when the best player publicly wants the coach fired, the other guys in the team, ah, KD is the best player. He wants this guy fired. Why, why should I listen to him then? He sucks. That's exactly what ended up happening. Now, NBA on TNT was obviously must-watch last night because you know they're going to hit on the Kyrie Irving stuff. Besides, it's the first time they've been on television since the Kyrie Irving stuff, who is looking like he's an anti-Semite. The Nets are also the team that's on TNT. So, yeah, and Barkley and Shaq went at him very hard. Both of them calling him an idiot. You're dividing us. The NBA was supposed to bring people together, supposed to have fun. And now we got to sit here and talk about this idiot. Barkley was very critical of Adam Silver. You're not going to take $40 million and insult my religion. Of course, talk about Adam Silver who was a Jewish man. Barkley was very, Barkley and Shaq, very critical of Kyrie, obviously. Uh, Barkley also critical of Adam Silver. Here's what I would say as far as Adam Silver. I, I, I mean, I, I, I think the Nets, I think Nets should get rid of him. Team sucks. Like it's an awful look. I think the Nets should get rid of him. Just cut him. Just cut him. I mean, the owner Joe Sy tweeted out, uh, "This is bigger than basketball." A couple days ago. What are you gonna do about it? Adam Silver's in a tough spot as far as finding him and/or suspending him because the reality is, like Myers Leonard calls someone a kike. We, we all heard it. It's on video, Twitch, whatever it was. Anthony Edwards from the Wolves. I love him as a player. Uh, and, and he, you know, really stupid thing for him to say where he was on an Instagram live and he called, you know, he was, and he was streaming live and he, uh, used the F word, you know, the slur for gays. He got fined. It's semantics, but Kyrie Irving didn't say any of these things. He linked to it. He's promoting it. He's essentially saying, Hey, this is interesting. Go check this out. You could say it's semantics, but it. It's tough. It's, it's not exactly the same thing. We know what Kyrie Irving is doing there, but he didn't actually say any of those things. 
So can the league, can Adam Silver come out and fine suspend him? I'd like them to, because as a Jewish person, I find it super offensive. But it's, it's a fine line they're walking there. That's a tough spot. I get it. It's not the same as Anthony Edwards. It's not the same as Myers Leonard, because they actually said those things. They did. They said those things. Uh, I, w- I will say something else, though. I was listening to my guys, Frank Isola, Brian Scalabrini, and to this extent, they made a very good point. I gotta give him credit. Isola, Scalabrini, I love those guys. Starting lineup, Sirius XM, NBA Radio, listen every day. And they made a good point. While that is a fine line, while there is, it, it is different with Anthony Edwards saying the F word slur for gays. Myers Leonard calling someone a kike. And Kyrie Irving linking, not actually saying, to anti-Semitic tropes. And Scalabrini and Isola made a very good point. So I gotta repeat it. I give him credit. If you have a player who linked to a movie that was claiming something to the extent of slavery didn't exist, or we are overstating how bad slavery was, slavery wasn't as rampant as everyone would make you believe, if a player linked to a movie like that, it'd be out of the league. Suspended, fine, no. Be out of the league. And that was a good point they made. He didn't actually say it. Kyrie didn't say those things. He linked to it. Told you he, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff there he believes in. A lot of interesting points. He didn't say any of it, though. But I thought I saw in Scalabria made a good point on Sirius XM NBA Radio today. If you had a player who linked to some kind of movie, some type of article, telling you slavery, not a big deal, player would be out of the league. And rightfully so, by the way. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Come on. What are you talking about? I thought it was a good point. Also, good job out of Reggie Miller last night. You know, Richard Jefferson on the Yes Network broadcast a few days ago with the Brooklyn Nets. You don't necessarily know because it's not national. It's a local broadcast. He was super critical of Kyrie Irving. Very critical. And that's a good job because he's a Nets announcer, Richard Jefferson. And yesterday on the national broadcast, Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller parroted here what I've been saying as well. See, the anti-Semitic stuff, it's... The anti-Semitic stuff isn't the thing that bothers me the most, even. Anti-Semitism around forever. Holocaust was 80 years ago. Less than 100 years ago was the Holocaust. Ain't that long ago. That stuff's around. I, I, I know what anti-Semitism looks like. I've never really experienced anti-Semitism, but I know what it looks like. I know it when I see it. And the thing that really bothers me is just crickets from the rest of the league. I know the NBA Players Association released a statement yesterday. They didn't even mention Kyrie by name. They didn't even mention him. And you don't have a single player who comes out. I told you, LeBron, very vocal, rightfully so, about Robert Sarber. This behavior does not, player or owner, does not belong in our league. Zero tolerance. That's what he said. LeBron, where you at? LeBron, you, you have something? Anything to say? Anything? No. Not a single player has said anything. And Reggie Miller yesterday, Reggie Miller on the broadcast last night. Excellent job out of him. Here's a quote from Reggie Miller. In years past, this league has been great because the players have led the way and they have strong voices. When Donald Sterling stepped in it, when Robert Sarver just recently stepped in it, our voices in the basketball community and our players were vocally strong in some type of discipline being handed out or be gone. This is Reggie Miller on the broadcast last night. The players have dropped the ball in this case when it's been one of their own. It's been crickets. And it's disappointing because the league has been built on the shoulders of the players being advocates. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And if you're going to call out owners, and rightfully so, then you have to call out players as well. You can't go silent in terms of this for Kyrie Irving. I want to hear the players and their strong opinions as well. Just as we heard about Robert Sarver and Donald Sterling. Reggie, 
you hit the nail on the head. It's been crickets. And that's the part that really bothers me. Shame on these players for not saying anything. Zero tolerance? LeBron, zero tolerance? Can you say something? Can somebody say something? Good job out of LeBron. Excellent job. All right. You know what time it is. Hey, so again, to recap, great day for the Dolphins yesterday. Heat back at it tonight. They got Sacramento looking for a little bit of revenge. And the Panthers last night are very upset about that. Uh, And the World Series. World Series tonight, game number four. All right, but you know how we wrap up every show. Got to let you know if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Come on now. All right, big deal, not a big deal. We'll start out with the college football playoff was revealed yesterday for the first time. Number six, we'll count it down, six to one. Number six, Alabama, the only one lost team in this group. Everyone else undefeated. Somebody's got to start getting some losses. Lost are going to come, though. They're going to come. Some of these teams are playing each other. Number six, Alabama. Number five, Michigan. Number four, Clemson. Number three, Georgia. Number three. Can you imagine your your Miami Hurricanes? We know how great Georgia is. There are two teams better than Georgia. Canes are so far away. Number two, Ohio State. Just to see the Ohio State-Michigan situation will sort itself out. Number one. This was the big surprise, right? Number one, Tennessee. How about Josh Heupel? Number one, Tennessee. Number one in the inaugural college football playoff ranking for this year. Big deal or not a big deal? Not a big deal. I mean, there's still a, a there's still a bunch of college football left to be played. Some things can change here. So I'm going not a big deal. Not a big deal. Number two, last night, the Phillies crushed the Astros. 7-0 in game three. Every time I looked up, the Phillies hit a home run. I think they had five home runs. Every time I looked up, the ball was going over the fence. 7-0. Phillies win last night. I thought the Astros were going to smoke the Phillies overall in the series. Now, I still like the Phillies over... Uh, excuse me. I still like the Astros overall because the format, 2-3-2. And by the way, Phillies crushing the Astros last night in Game 3. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. But the format, 2-3-2 really favors the home team. When I say home team, I mean the team that's favored, the team that has home home field advantage. Because if you, at worst, split the first two games, you're the Astros, and they did split the first two games, you're likely the better team. That's why you have home field advantage. You had a better record. You're likely the better team. And at this point, you know, even one team versus the other in the World Series, it's tough to win three straight games. Both teams are great. And you're probably the better team if you're the Astros. That's why you have home field advantage. So, it's unlikely that you're going to lose three in a row, those three games in Philly. So, if you split the first two games at home, which they did, all you got to do is not get swept in the next three to bring it back home. And now, if that's the case, then you come back down 3-2. You got to win two home games. But you can't tell me if you're the Astros, if you're an Astro fan, you're down three games to two and you got games six and seven in your ballpark, they aren't going to feel good. So... The 2-3-2 format I always find to be very advantageous for the team that has home field advantage. So I'm going big deal that the Phillies won last night, but I still like the Astros overall in the series. Number three, the Brooklyn Nets are going to hire Ime Udoka. This is a big deal. Because look, 
the Nets owner, Joe Sy, said a couple days, he tweeted out a couple days ago, bigger than basketball. Think about how bad the Udoka situation must have actually been for the Boston Celtics to essentially self-report. For the Boston Celtics to come off of making the finals, you know this is a great head coach. And they are suspending him for the entire year. Self-reporting! Then you have Matt Barnes. Remember Matt Barnes did the Instagram live? I was like, listen, I got to walk it back. I was defending Udoka, but I got to tell you, I talked to some people, and this situation is 100 times worse than you could have imagined. And finally, we still don't know what really happened. How bad does that situation have to be that we still don't know what actually happened. Everyone is keeping super quiet about it, and he's suspended for the entire season. And now, after all this controversy, you got the anti-Semitism. The next move is the Nets are going to bring someone in who's involved in a sexual harassment type situation to be the new fate, the voice of the franchise. It's it's stunning. It, it's what a dumpster fire of an organization the Brooklyn Nets are. It is shocking and stunning that they might bring in Ime Udoka. Now, I think like, hey, how could how could they be bringing him in this fast? What I think, because what I heard this morning, you know, I heard Scalabrini talk about this on Starting Lineup, Series XM, NBA Radio, that part of the, like, suspension agreement, I guess, with the Celtics was that if another team comes along, they can't block them. That they wouldn't ask for draft compensation. So my guess is before the season started and you got Durant who wants Nash out the Nets probably reached out to Udoka and you know just kind of like hey you know we're monitoring the situation here you may be someone we're interested if things don't work out and now they got to a place where they're firing Nash yesterday and they've already reached out to Udoka because you got Wojnarowski who's saying that a deal is expected to be finalized by midweek. This is midweek. So today, tomorrow, they've probably been working on this since the start of the season. And if it gets to a place where we decide we got to let go of Steve, you know, we're, we're going to be calling, would you be interested in that? Now, that's kind of slimy to do it that way while Nash is still the coach, but that's likely the way it went down. That's a big deal. I, I don't know how you can bring that story. What's that introductory press conference be like? No one's heard from M.A. Udoka. Since the whole thing, you don't think the New York media is going to pepper Udoka with questions about what happened? How can that be the guy you bring in? It's, uh, it's what, what a league. I mean, look at the controversies just since this season. Robert Sarver, Ime Udoka, Kyrie Irving, Draymond Green. What a league. What a, it's my favorite league. Best sport, my favorite league. What a league. All right. That's a big deal. And that right there is big deal or not a big deal. Fun show today. Excellent job by everybody involved. All right. Hey, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, like, comment, Zazlo Show 2.0. YouTube as well. Put stuff on YouTube also. I put parts of the show up there. YouTube.com slash Show. But most importantly, download, subscribe, like, rate, comment for the podcast, Zazlo Show 2.0. This Saturday for the pro wrestling fan, it's still real to me. Debuts every week, every Saturday, 
Immediate reaction this weekend to WWE's Crown Jewel. It's still real to me. It's under the Zazzle Show 2.0 umbrella. It will debut this Saturday. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, hit me up on Instagram, J or Twitter, at Zazzle Show. Uh, I love you a long time. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning on Zazzle Show 2.0. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.